Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live. We'll do it live. Of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, February 19th, 2020. I'm your host, Travis Bryant, and joining me, per usual, is my main man, co-host extraordinaire, Cameron Hawkins. Cam, would it be like Woody? What's going on, man? Not a, well, a little, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but, you know, handling things. Uh, how's everything with you? How are things? Everything's all right. Good to hear. Um, we've got some stuff to talk about, some serious stuff, some some TV storyline stuff. We're coming off a... Uh, we're not coming off the first. I think San Jose was the first standalone takeover, but with no. Uh, but the first kind of Sunday night big pay per view mm-hmm. feel NXT takeover. Uh, so we're, we've got some stuff to talk about that. Uh, NXT tonight, AEW tonight, AEW's pay per view coming up in two weeks, less than two weeks. So yeah, so let's uh, let's 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 get going now. Before we before we get to Gavin and uh, talking too much, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent information uh, for you guys to reach out and contact us. Uh, if you want to have your voice heard on this show, uh, there are two ways to go about that. First way, give us a call. Hit us up. Oh, I'm hearing an echo. Hit us up on the Constellation lines. Drop us a uh, drop us a call at three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. Once again, that uh, live call in line is three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. Second way to have your voice heard: drop us a voicemail. Uh, three unadulterated minutes to get your point across. Let's just say. Hit the voicemail line up at 415-787-5229. 415-787-5229. That is the voicemail line. You can find us uh, on the email tip, traditional email. Hit us up. The voice, uh, the mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. Uh, drop us an email at eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Eastcoastaudioshow at gmail. Dot com. You can always find us on Twitter. Find the show at East Coast Cast. Twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. All kinds of conversation happening on those Twitter feeds. One more than uh, one more than others. Let's just um, you figure it out. Uh, and uh, the last bastion 
the last bastion of Get Addict. Find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. Give us a like over there. Uh, hit us up there. Talk to folks. Post articles, whatever you got. Do it there. Uh, so like the page. Post it on your timeline. Tell your wrestling buddies about it. You know how that whole thing works. So, uh, let's start things off. Well, let's uh, start the show off proper with what? What's? Uh, what are we head? What are we? What are we leading with? What's the? Uh, what's the A yeah, story coming out of the last week? Yeah. yeah the takeover fallout is the big thing. Um, it is Adam Cole retaining against Champa with help from Gargano, and now uh, seems like we're back into the Gargano Champa feud with Gargano as the heel. Um, and yeah. my first takeaway is they wanted to do this WrestleMania weekend last year, and that would have been the end of it. Um, but they want to finish telling that story, so I, I get that. Um, then we can speculate on if that means they both move up, neither move up, one of them moves, but that, that's kind of the big thing. Um, and, and just to kind of jump into everything else really quickly, um, Blair Ripley retains against Bianca Belair, and Charlotte comes out, attacks her, and confirms that they are fighting for the NXT Women's Championship at WrestleMania. And uh, those are weights. Sorry, it took me a while to get the name. Uh, beat the Undisputed Era mm-hmm. for the tag titles. So they are down to only the NXT Championship with what looks like uh, you know, either Finn Balor or Velveteen Dream set up to, to, to be in Adam Cole's uh, path come WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think the I think the shore money would be on Velveteen just to keep the babyface heel dynamics going. I think you can have Finn be the first or the first maybe not the first challenge out of the gate for Velveteen, but the but the SummerSlam contender, like the mm-hmm. first big major uh, challenger after Velveteen uh, has a defense or two. Um, um, so, yeah, I think the, the, the short bet is, would be on Velveteen. And I think you got two months now to to tell that, to get the heat off of Roddy and on to, on to uh, Cole, which is obviously very easy with a little bit of Creativity and a win here or there for Velveteen, and um, yeah, you're set up real nicely. Yeah. And then, and, and and also this two month story of we're down the we're down two we're not dripping in gold anymore. Uh, I think that's Im- that's important. I was really like, are they going to have Champa win tonight or on Sunday? I was like, is Champa going to win this thing? And they're just no more, and I was like, I don't think that's the story. That's a compelling story. You want them to systematically be dismantled. Uh, that's more, a little more satisfying. Uh, so yeah, so they're on pace to to do that, and yeah, as long as they get that over with, with the, I'm sure they've got some good stuff that they're going to do with, or that they think is good stuff that they're going to do with Velveteen and Cole once that piece gets going. But um, yeah. And I guess we could, that could lead us into talk about what, what they actually are doing 
with yeah. Humanity. So we did have um, not not in, uh, a sponsored poll, but a poll nonetheless this week. Um, and let me see if I can find it really quickly. Matter of fact, I know it's going to end in a couple of hours. Um, trying to think of what the keyword was. Uh, 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 oh, I got it. Put it in the same time. That's what it is. There it is. Okay. So I said if they air at the exact same time, which one are you primarily watching? And the two options were Cody versus Wardlow on AEW in the first ever cage match or Dream versus Strong. Um, on NXT. Now, there's still three and a half hours left in that poll, but with 599 votes, it is 71% to 29% Dream versus Strong on NXT. Now, the reason I think this is interesting is because, you know, AEW has been doing better numbers than NXT, I think every week except one, really, right? Yeah. But, yeah, uh, um, there were a few. Uh, there was maybe one or two early, maybe in October, okay. or not even. No, because AEW came out the came out real high. I don't. I, yeah, don't quite. Don't don't get me lying. So I'm certainly not thinking that because I made a poll and people voted in it that that means NXT is going to beat AEW in in viewers for the week. But I do think mm-hmm. it's going to be closer than it's been in a while because people are really invested. It was Dream versus Strong match, and they should be because it's insane. Like, they, you know, it starts with Roddy wanting the North American Championship and burning Velveteen's couch, then throwing him off a truck. And then, you know, Velveteen's out with a legit injury um, yeah. and, and beating him for the North American title. I was say, after, that. that was after he beat him for the I think he burnt his couch, took his title, then threw him off the thing. <laughs> exactly. In that uh, order. Yes. So. And but then you know, Velveteen comes back. Uh, is it two weeks ago or last week? I think it was two weeks ago. Um, two weeks ago he came back. Yeah, it comes back two weeks ago. Larry and offense. yeah, attacks everybody, and then all of a sudden he's doing uh, tweets and promos with Roddy's wife and kids, like on his tights, and then tweeting about them and needing a real man and raising his kids and yeah, mm. um, like just real over the, the top. Where, Heelish, huh? you know, Rick yeah. Rude level of uh, I'm a fuck you woman. But I added, uh, t- also, I'm going to take care of your kids. I'm going to teach them how to be a man. <laughs> and the crazy thing about it is, like, we, I mean, we all still realize that, you know, Roddy did terrible things to build a team, but we also find whatever Roddy does to build a team justifiable tonight. It's fascinating. Um hmm. So, I mean, that's happening, but, but also, I think the reason that the poll was why Cody and, and Wardlow get 29%, even though people, you're, of course, going to have people who are just anti-WWE. You're, of course, going to have people who are pro-AEW. Well, let's say they're pro-AEW instead of, you know. No, 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 I'm, I'm reading my comments. They're, they're legit anti-NXT. <laughs> 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 yeah, this is happening. Okay. Um, but yeah. with that said, <laughs> It, it's it's really a, a tale of two stories. I think one of the reasons that AEW is getting as much of the vote as it is, with a guy we've never seen wrestle in Wardlow, right? I, I think that the long-term storytelling with Cody and, and MJF is just very good. Um, and Cody's path to get that match has been like some masterful babyface stuff. And so 
I, I don't think you can really go wrong, and it's the first cage match in the company. Like, you can't go wrong either way. I think I think that both shows are putting on a very strong probable main event tonight. And so, yeah, I'm interested to see the numbers because I, I think the closer the numbers are, the better that speaks for, for Velveteen as a a cornerstone of a WWE show. You know, so we'll see where it goes. But yeah, I think I think you can't really lose watching either. I'd also I'd also just I hope for like their sake and just the sake of, you know, pro wrestling that that Wardlow is ready to be in a main event fucking cage match as his first goddamn match on and then, you know, that's unless they got some terrific creative and 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 running to make sense too uh, convoluted and they could be asking for trouble. And if it's the bona fide main event, and they're going to talk about this thing for an hour and and forty five minutes before before you get to see it. Uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just hope Wardlow in particular. It's right yeah, for that he's spot. Good. I don't know the guy, but it prepared him. Guy, you know, yeah. um, and, and it's also a thing where, you know, Cody. Some of funny. A good portion of the last hour was people comparing. Or last hour, I think last fifteen minutes or so was people comparing Cody to Triple H, and I'm like, they're both about. They're both very competent in the ring, but to me, Cody. Cody promo is just the best out there. And so that's what, what does it for him. But, you know, I, you might have said, you know, he's very Sean Spears to a good match. I think Sean Spears is, is good in the ring. It's just, you don't care about it. But he's not, like, messing up or making mistakes or doing things that are bad, you know. So, you know, Cody... Is he guy still getting TV time? Age. Huh? Is Spears still getting TV time and doing his chairman I've not seen him on television. No. Okay. No. okay. Um... But you know, well, that's a good thing that they realized the that they You know, like it's you don't expect a lot of holes. It's going to be a fight, you know, and so I, I think it's going to be and it's going to be bloody, of course, because you know it's a road mm. in a cage. Um, in a company yeah. that allows it, <laughs> that's that's the and, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so we I might see a lot. It'll be good, but, but yeah, I can't we imagine. Might see, we might see a full-on crimson mask uh, tonight, yeah, but. I think even with that, I still think the violence in the, in the strong Velveteen match is far going to outweigh whatever Wardlow and Cody do because all of Roger Strong's matches are really, really violent, and he's going to try to kill Velveteen. They're going to start off the match with a collar elbow tie-up and do some catch-as-catch-can uh, wrestling moves for the first uh, five to eight minutes. And Oh, he you, want see, you want to see you want to see Warlow and Cody wipe the, wipe the floor. They're with too the, smart, Travis. They're too smart. Yeah, like genuinely, I think that I think Roddy's too smart. Like we probably won't Bill get King, We probably yeah, won't get going to run. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna do the whole run away from you and play with your head. You can't catch me thing. Like there's going to be that, and maybe that introduces the slowdown. But no, Roddy's coming for blood. Somebody has to sneak up on somebody. Just Which is weird yeah. because he's a fucking heel. And, are, should, uh, and aren't we, like, uh, sympathetic yeah, to the guy who, you know, huh? 
Bugs Bunny's the face, and and his whole life is getting chased down by heels. Wait, Roddy isn't Bugs Bunny in this situation. I'm saying, like, Velveteen's Bugs Bunny. So oh, but, yeah. he's going to be, yeah, he's the yeah, agitator, and Roddy's going to be. Roddy's got a reason to be out for blood. Wait, sure. Everybody here is like, like yeah, Bugs Bunny innocent, though. <laughs> you know, Bugs Bunny's done plenty of things, you know. Just like a, just I mean, like a girl. He's just chilling in his rabbit hole eating a carrot and somebody stuck a gun down. Oh, just start. Just start. But then, you know. Then, you know, it's day. It's up, you know, it's not it's not his fault, you know. He dressed up like a woman and then tricky with all kinds of shenanigans. That's, uh, you know, you started. Oh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying Roddy definitely started. No, no, no lie there. But yeah, but it's it's. I I think it'll work because the characters are so well defined. It's the 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 actions that they're that they're doing are ambiguous or kind of like you know ambiguous at best. But I think people can hold two thoughts in their mind and go. Well, that motherfucker started. It burnt his couch, threw him off a, threw him off a truck. He cost him, you know, six damn months of his career. Um, I'm not, I, I, I'm not mad. To, I'm not that mad at Velveteen for coming back. And yeah, I wouldn't like do the thing with the kids and the blah blah blah. But so I think people would understand. I, I, I think they, they hope they, they better hope people understand and get behind this. Match tonight, but I also don't think they've done a maybe because I'm not paying attention. Have they done a good marketing job of making sure people know this match is happening? I watched Raw Monday. I think I saw a commercial, maybe maybe it was a kind of a generic NXT commercial, but I think it was specifically Roddy Velveteen. But you know, I think this is a this should probably get more. In the in the in the way of uh, ad, you know ads and whatever they do to market stuff and let people know this match and this show is happening tonight, but we shall see. Because if we comes in, if, if tomorrow has if we get the numbers tomorrow and it's AEW nine hundred thirteen, uh, you know thousand nine hundred thirty yeah whatever, and AEW 795 or 802. And it's the same for both. Um, I think that would be worse than than anything. I think somebody has to go up. <laughs> you know, just yeah. just to keep the blood pumping and just to, like, just to sh- as an indicator of, of fan interest and that, that things can still move the needle. Just something. Yeah. NXT off a of pay-per-view. Um, you know, AEW still has a week before, but again, having, having their uh, first ever tennis match, um, yeah, you, you hope that everybody kind of goes up from here. But, I mean, it's not their first ever gimmick, but... Oh, gimmick. I, I thought... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Because no. I'm like, he didn't say cage. What did he say? No, gimmick, yeah. Uh, yeah. That in itself is, is, is pretty... is... is it's, it's it's good. It's heartening that it's six months in and they're finally getting to a, a, a big gimmick match on TV. Yeah, good, good way to be patient. 
you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you could always say, oh, they got to wait in another year. Uh, or you could say, well, they had a bunch of gimmicks slop on their pay-per-views, and I'm, all that is aimed at that Moxley Omega mm-hmm. match. Um, but, yeah, I just I just remember how hard it was booking Raw versus SmackDown back in, like, 07, 08 for PS2, I think it was. Or maybe it, I didn't have a PS3 yet. And you just had to put fucking make a bunch of gimmick matches. And it was just like, well, then what do I do for pay-per-view? And how do I gimmick a gimmick? And it was just like, man, this, this this is on the computer or, you know, video game. I can't imagine what it's like to be patient in real life when you're like, oh, we could just pop a thing tonight and say we're going to have a blah, blah, blah match. And, yeah. So, so yeah, good on good on them. for And, and then doing a good job of, of making this thing. I've been hearing about this cage match or the concept, the idea of it for over a month now. Hopefully they get a nice little bump. Um, okay, other than NXT TakeOver uh, Fallout, what do we, anything from Raw worth bringing up at the top of the show? Yeah. I, I, I stayed up till one in the morning talking about Raw. I never want to talk about Raw again. Um, <laughs> like in general, um, I mean, you had the Matt Hardy, Randy Orton thing, which, um, I, again, a motivated Randy Orton is a special thing. And I, I don't know if it's going to pay off with an actual explanation, but um, I do think that let's see, I do think that uh, you know he's all the way in on that. Matt Hardy is a very convincing performance. I think they're doing an okay job at stretching out this thing with Edge. I figure Edge to come mm-hmm. back right at or after Elimination Chamber. Um, you know, I think Drew's doing well connecting with the crowd. Um, mm-hmm. they, I don't know who decided that Becky Lynch has to be the cornball and Shayna Baszler has to be the cool one. But it does not have to be that. Like, you have her come out with a bag of money, throw it on the ground, and say, I'll pay my fine for what I'm going to do. Like, I think they thought that was a good idea and didn't stop to think about like how that would look. They had her come out and say, Travis, I came to America to find my fame and fortune. I found I don't have much use for fame, but here's what I do with my fortune. Like, that's so corny. Like, it, nobody talks like that. Well, number one, the idea of my fine, I'll pay for it myself. Like, well, you're going to pay for it either way, whatever you plan on doing, if it's fine worthy, you were going to pay. Like it's, you know, that shit was going to get deducted out of whatever. You don't have, it's like taxes. You don't pay them. We fucking take them. The fuck you mean? (laughs) Imagine your job say, oh, you're getting suspended for this thing or fine. And then they pay you your check and go, yeah, now cut us a check for the stuff you owe us. No, it's not how it works. So just on, before you get into whatever comes after that, just having the money and going, I'll pay for the thing I'm going to do. I'm already like, well, you would already. There's no need for this demonstration (laughs) because that's all it is. It's a weird, phony, baloney demonstration. So we don't even get into the, uh, into the, for me, the meat of the, the actual promo. So, yeah, I, 
I don't, I don't, I think I'm farther away from calling her, you know, saying Shane is the cool one and, and Becky's the cornball. Uh, but, you know, a few more of those, maybe. You know, maybe I'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah it, just, it, just, it just came across as so unnatural. And then, you know, Shane to get out there. Like, and I, I even like what they did with her saying, yo, I didn't plan on biting you, but if I didn't plan on that, think about what I do have planned. And it was like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. And then I'm, you know, I'm going to kill her to live and shit out of you. He's like, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, and they got to let her drop the, the, the curse. Yeah, it's like, okay, um, yeah, so. Yeah, Becky, I, I think, I, I think Becky's usually the one that's good at making canned lines, or not canned, but lines written by somebody else sound like it's her. Like she does a, she's one of the better people that sound, makes it sound. She can take a promo written by somebody else and make it hers, make it sound like she would actually say a thing, whatever that thing may be. Uh, and not, but not, not Monday. <laughs> you know, yeah, that was again the whole thing. Like, why would she come out with the money in the first place? Like, they're just trying to make her cool, which makes her corny. Like, she's cool. Like, that's why she's over. They leave her the fuck alone. <laughs> Don't be like, ooh, 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 this would be cool if. That's when you, you know, unnecessarily fuck with people's characters and the fans' perceptions of those characters you have. It just takes, I mean, how many times have, have it just takes, like, one thing with a lot of people and a lot of characters to be like, fuck that guy forever. Right? You know, like, I don't like how you, you know, and whatever it may be, it's just like, why, uh, why uh, give fans even, yeah, like, people like Becky Lynch for the most part. Don't, uh, because of an organic thing that she created. Oh, and you could, they could go, well, Travis, she came up with the, let me go out to the money, with the bag of, oh, go out to the ring with the bag of money thing. And then I go, oh, well, that's fucking, yeah, that's her fault. That's her bad, then I guess. But, yeah, all right. Anything else about Raw or, by God, SmackDown? Yeah, SmackDown had, you know, the Otis Mandy thing, which yeah, what? I think that's what tell me. I, what 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 happened? Give me a quick rundown of. Right, well, they I had know. a dinner date set up for Valentine's Day. Uh, Mandy's waiting at the table. Otis is trying to gas himself up and go over to. Are the they table. in a fake, fakey ass restaurant that's like clearly like some backstage shit that they gussied up? Uh, he's trying to gas himself up to go to the table, and what you see beforehand is Mandy sitting there somebody putting their hand on her shoulder and it pans up to Dolph. So by the time Otis gets the, the nerve to go over there where she's sitting, he sees her sitting at dinner with Dolph and is crushed and drops his flowers and walks away. Oh. Okay. So we didn't get a Otis-Mandy like at dinner interaction? and No. He never made it to the table. But the whole thing, I, I, I haven't bought myself to watch SmackDown yet again, but the whole thing seems to have been like, oh, we're building to one of our 
WWE and their, you know, dates that we do every few years. And, you know, we've got cameras in the restaurant and the waiter's a wacky thing and they drop something and whatever happens. That's what, that's like, at least that's what people were looking forward to, or at least I thought. It's also been the thorn in the whole thing the entire time. And I think that having sympathy for Otis when things have kind of been going his way. Oh, okay. I'm I just play better than, yeah, because it was him like big, sad face, crying, dropping flowers, dejected. You know what I mean? So I, I think. So what's y'all been doing like in the last work? couple of weeks, like telling her she's not to fuck with him, like leave Otis, he's a, he's a loser. Yeah. He's not going I anywhere. And like, works is because it's not like, oh, you know how they do things where if you just go and watch it back, then you realize things were just a misunderstanding and you never should have been upset or somebody who was watching can tell you really quickly. This was a good job of a scenario where it wasn't that. You know what I mean? Like it's clearly not going his way um, because Dolph clearly jumped in. Like there's no – the only miscommunication is Dolph getting there first and her not telling him to leave. Um, and so you don't hear what they are saying at the table. So it's nothing to where Otis could go back and watch the show and be like, oh, uh, you know, yeah, they're totally whatever. Yeah. Oh, too bad. All right. Well, uh, and I assume nothing else on Smack. What's Roman Reigns doing? Um, so Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan actually teamed up. Um, against uh, Morrison and Miz and won. Um, but then Corbin, uh, you know, ignoring his suspension, came out and attacked Reigns after the match. So, yeah. That's so, wait, now are Roman and Brian number one contenders for the tag title? I thought Miz and Morrison were headed for the uh, uh, If you're the number one contender going into Saudi, it doesn't count. But you just are. Um, oh, Saudi match. Okay. But, um, yeah, so... Again, the elimination chain. Oh, that's the other thing. So instead of Shayna, and me and Wade kind of disagreed on this, and I understand where he's coming from um, mm-hmm. as far as, like, somebody should obey the rules to get opportunities, but the Raw is having a women's elimination chamber match, and it seems like it's for no other reason than SmackDown is having a men's elimination chamber match. Well, uh, they need enough. They don't have – oh, they don't have, but it's a way to – it's a, to determine who faces Becky at WrestleMania, right? Well, sure. I'm, I'm aware of how of the purpose of an elimination chamber, Travis. Um, I'm saying that. Well, no, I thought maybe didn't understand. Yeah, SmackDown is much more in need of a women's elimination chamber match because they don't have anybody sniffing the number one contendership. Oh. Whereas Shayna Baszler came out a week ago and attacked Becky. So you've a built in number one contender. Yeah. You know? Well, like, they the probably Raw don't know has, who Shayna be on Raw, and what about the well, fans sure, are going to be asking how she Who is Sarah Logan be ever to be in the elimination? To get or even to get in the shot. She loved, matter of fact, she loved, didn't she uh, call somebody out and then got her ass beat? Like two yeah, I'm sure she did. She's Sarah Logan. But, yeah, it's the three members of the Riot Squad, and Shayna Baszler and Asuka and I think Natalia. Like, yeah, that's the women's side. It's just like, it's six people to be six people, you know? And, and 
I don't understand the issue um, with all the elimination chamber, both elimination chamber matches being on SmackDown. I, I literally don't see the problem, other than well, again, like you book, you're booking to the pay per view, not booking the story, because the story okay. is nobody's beating Bailey on SmackDown, and nobody's separating themselves, and somebody literally, and after Becky ran through everybody on the Raw roster, um, you know, a new challenger emerges that she wants to fight. Like it, it's super easy to me. Like. We all know how good Asuka is. Why is Asuka in the Elimination Chamber after she lost two straight women's title matches clean? Yeah, yeah. Who gets the main event? Who opens the show and who main events the show? The SmackDown um, men or definitely, the I think SmackDown men um, close the show out. Um, and who, who's that? The usual suspects? Yeah, uh Roman, Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin. Um, and who are the last two? Uh, Shorty G. Maybe. I think it's I think it's Nakamura, and uh, who's the last one? Uh, Rude, Bobby Rude, I think. Okay. Oh, so he just uh, got off suspension right back in the. Oh, nice. Yeah, must be nice. Get a vacation. <laughs> Fucking go, come back and yeah, you know, pay per view payoff. Well, I don't know if it works till today, but you know, sweet. Um, okay, and anything from NX or, or, or AEW from last week worth uh, um, worth bringing up so, that that actually like I, happened on Dynamite? Yeah, I feel, I feel like I watched the whole show, and now I'm like drawing up. Oh yeah, yeah. So Nyla Rose is the uh, the AEW oh, new champion, champion beat Riho, and and again people keep singing Rio's praises, and I think she deserves it because she's really good in the ring um, at playing exactly what somebody that size should play. And that doesn't sound like a compliment, but it really, really is. Um, so yeah, there's that, um, and then you know our <laughs> our brother from another mother, um, Jeff Cobb debuted. At the end of uh, at the end of Dynamite, um, aligning himself seems like with the inner circle attacking Moxley. Yeah, and they are going one on one tonight. Yeah, I, we heard about the signing, and then you know he shows up on the FTV. I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, I guess they'll work him in in the you know couple of weeks. Maybe you know after maybe he'll show up at the pay per view and do something, or, or, or the week after, the, you know, the Wednesday after uh, All Out. Nope. <laughs> the TV after he signed, he's there to, to, you know, it's like, oh, okay, here we go, off and running. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's somebody certainly that makes me reconsider. Like, mm, maybe I've got to watch AEW now. So, all right, cool. Let's uh, open things up to some phone calls and some emails. Uh, get in line. Hit us up uh, on the Constellation line. We will talk to you, 347-202-0103. Let's uh, start things off in um, Maryland? 310? Is that your is that your old? Uh, isn't that Maryland? 301. So I think 310 is California. Oh, oh. Oh, then maybe, uh, maybe it's Doc Bruce with his... Um, 
Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna call in. Oh, I can't call in. Now he's calling in. I, 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 let's see if that's even him. Three one zero, California. Who's this? Who's what up? Hey guys, it's Tom. How you doing? Oh, now you? I, I'm not sure if I should be. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should be disappointed that it's that it's uh, <laughs> not uh, Bruce, but then it would. No, no, no. But then that would sound like, oh, well, it's just Tom, who we haven't also haven't heard from in forever. So, welcome back to the show. How you guys doing? What's up? Oh, doing well. Doing well. Cool. Yeah. I, you know what? The topic that I think you guys are just talking about um, that I wanted to ask you guys. So, uh, Rhea uh, uh, Ripley. I, like, I don't, I don't really, and maybe I, I don't watch NXT every week. But I watch it like every three weeks, maybe. I watch every single pay per view. Am I am I wrong to not see her as a star? Like I, maybe it's just like yeah. she just seems like a gimmick that, like, I, I guess just can can you like explain to me what it is about her that's a star? Because like I look at her and I see like slightly outdated like buff Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that's not what the deal with it is. So, like, could you just, I, I guess, just, I'm curious to hear, like, a, another perspective on, like, what it is about her that makes her a star. Well, I, she doesn't have a thing beyond, like, she has an aesthetic and a look, but she, she doesn't have a gimmick in and of itself, per se. Uh, I could, I personally could do without those bullshit-ass contacts. But, you know, maybe she or somebody thinks it's a good idea. I don't think so, but, you know, somebody does. Um, but I, I like her. I've liked her since I saw her when she first showed up at the Mae Young two uh, three years ago now, or almost three years ago. So I've been singing her. I wrote, wrote about her in my Mae Young columns for the torch. You know, I've been singing her praises for the, since the moment I saw her. So uh, this is just a culmination of Oh, I liked her the moment I saw her. And three years later, she's you know one of the top women in the in the company. Yeah, I say I say Lady Triple H, and that would be my short answer. Um, but yeah, she's she's a a brawler in chains and leather. Um, I think the difference being we're not used to seeing a woman that size in that role. Um, deceptively tall, um, broad shouldered. And she got those shoulders, man. Yeah, she's 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 a powerhouse. Like she's a, she's a brawler. Um, in a way that, in a different way than Shayna Baszler's a brawler, because Shayna Baszler's a push you on the ground, stretch you out, and, and basically wear you out. Whereas Rhea Ripley is, I'm gonna beat you up and throw you around and punch you really really hard. Um, so yeah, I, I think she's leather and chains brawler. Um, yeah, would be the best you know way to describe at 24, and that, I think that's a big part of it, too. She's that at a very young age, um, which you normally wouldn't see either. I think when you guys put it like that, it actually makes a lot more sense. Because if you think about it, I guess, like, the women's division actually is, I actually think, very much missing these, like, big powerhouses. Yeah. Um, I guess it's it's just you don't, you normally... Maybe I'm just, like, confusing look with, like, I guess you just normally see someone, like, just booked as a heel, and maybe it's throwing me off. Like, I, I guess maybe what I'm saying is, like, I, mean, I don't love her as a baby face. 
Yeah, you probably like her run as DK when very much a heel. Yeah. Yeah. Like her turn to store matches and feud were pretty good. Um, I don't watch the UK show, but uh, yeah. So I mean, I think um, I watched the uh, NXT Portland show on Sunday, uh, and uh, I don't know. It's just like the quality that you get on that is just is just so much higher that I just continue to wish that like WWE would just pull a little back on just the exposure of some of these guys. And it's like, when you get to watch NX NXT, like, and you see, you know, they put on a pay-per-view basically once every three to three to four months. And then they slot some of these in like their events just still feel special, which I think like Mm -hmm. with, with like wrestling with like, especially WWE, like, so little of what they do feels special now, right? Like they they do. It's and it's 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 not even that like they're incapable of doing it. It's that they have they put on so much product. That um, even and then like even the things that should feel special sometimes they'll make you sit through like a seven and a half hour show in order to get there. So it's just like yeah. I think the way I think of like NX NX NXT. And I'm not, like, the biggest soccer fan, but if you had to draw a parallel, like, watching NXT is like watching a soccer match where you go in, you know it's 90 minutes, you know the clock's going to run. Like, whereas the main roster show is, like, Major League Baseball, right? It's like, this could go on for six and a half hours. There's 162 of these games. Like, and I just think, I just wish that they weren't, like, so wildly profit-driven at all costs because I think they'd actually figure out a way to make more profit as a company by pulling back a little bit. Um, yeah, like, but it takes they're almost it takes a, yeah. It, it takes a re put it in the in the it's uh, not crash, but it takes a retraining of the audience, and they had their opportunity, and and. Uh, well, they took. They had an opportunity, and after they bought WCW to to go, okay, let's slowly because you can't do it overnight. Because people would rebel and be pissed and stop watching. But let's slowly let's pick a thing. Go five years from now, okay. So five years from now, so in 07, by the time 2007. Now, granted, we don't want stuff looking like it did in 87, but it can't look like it did in 90. We can't book the same way. matches as important. Let's retrain the audience to accept promos and interviews that are longer than um, you know, just some 30 second thing. Like a interviewer stands there with a mic for three minutes and asks two or three different questions. Um, that's how you feel in a you know, five minute segment or whatever. But they did. For, for reasons. Um and they never did in the in the twelve years since then, since two thousand seven. And, and that, they had they are the only, they have been the only game, uh, the only uh, player in the game for, for so long. And they that they had that's when you have the opportunity to go. Well, what else are you going to do? 
But instead, they went pedal to the metal in a right. lot of ways, exposing the, exposing the crowd, and still having that same "What else are you going to do?" attitude. And people said, "Well, I think it? with them, right? Like, I don't even know. At first, like, I think there's definitely a "What else are you going to do?" attitude. But I also think it's like Vince McMahon is kind of like Mike D'Antoni. And I mean that by like, if you give Mike D'Antoni the right players, he's a really good coach. But if you don't, like, he's just going to try and shove his same exact system this down your system throat. Right? Like, the system you know what I mean? When they bother you, if he'd had the ability to, like, step back and think about, like, okay, like, there's a different – like, WCW has gone down the drain because they tried to copy us, right? Like, obviously, there is a group of people that have an interest. Like, I want my company to be as profitable as possible, so I'm going to take my hands off of this, this one and put someone in charge who, like, maybe can help produce that kind of a wrestling product. I think, like, you see it with, like, even if you look at, like, big corporations, like Facebook owns Instagram, right? But not a lot of people actually think about the fact that Facebook owns Instagram. Well, they do now. And this is the last update like when, you, when you open your Instagram well, app. And it says Instagram by Facebook. <laughs> it never did, okay. or at least, Which is you stupid, know. But of course. But, like, for ages, it's like, because it feels like a very different product. Or, like, Facebook owns WhatsApp, right? Like, it's, I'm just thinking of, like, yeah. corporations generally can be smart when they purchase products because when, you, when like, you purchase a product, and this is what's weird about Vince, right? Like, if you purchase a company you should be generally purchasing that company because you think like the people that run it are smart and that it's like a good asset to your company. Whereas Vince basically just bought it to spike a football on WCW. And like, you could tell by the way that well, I don't think Facebook is in, they might not be spiking footballs, but they're certainly, you know, when Google was buying up all those robotics corporate companies and shit five, seven years ago. And, you know, now we're, you know, seeing the, the fruits of that, it's, it's to an end, obviously. They're not, yeah, I, I don't know if I, yeah, I stepped over your face. Just to make it... Go ahead, I'm sorry. So, I don't know. I mean, like, I just, I don't see how, I don't see how they're going to significantly change this because if you view, they're like the equivalent of like punching through a, like a, a brick wall, right? Like they will literally take revenue from anywhere. Like they're very short-term thinkers when it comes to that, right? And sure. I think saw what it did for the stock for a bit. Like it made their stock go through the uh, actual roof. But like much like the taking revenue by any means necessary comes at a price because eventually it didn't. I think – um, look, we're fans. Like, we're going to watch this product for a while, but, like, I don't I don't really consume that much of it. Like, I probably consume, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I watch, like, 10 minutes of Raw. I don't ever watch SmackDown. I watch, like, NXT almost in its entirety, like, every other week. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's how I consume it. Like, so, and eventually that's going to come bite them because yeah. most people consume it like that. Right, so instead of having a few things, instead of having, a, you know, two major things that people feel compelled to watch every week, well, now they're, uh, 
really, well, with the network, it's, it's 24-7, but there's a bunch of things. Now you can pick and choose. There's a highlight show where I don't have to watch any of it, and I can just catch up on a Saturday morning on the WWE Network. I mean, they, in this, in this effort to, it's in, a, in an effort to, uh, to kind of satiate and saturate the mar, yeah, saturate the market. They've done exactly that, and I don't know what they thought was going to happen once that market was completely and fully saturated. They were like, well, let's saturate it some more. That's that's all we can do. We just got to mine this niche audience, this audience that's getting smaller. It's like the Republican Party. Like, they're getting smaller and smaller, but, well, in a lot of ways, the Republican Party is way more powerful than fucking WWE. Um, But they have to mine greater and greater gold from a smaller and smaller and more dwindling audience and fan base. Right. I mean... I, I I think the the way they could run into some trouble. And look, I've been wrong on them in the past because they were they they very very successfully sold themselves as a live sports product and have the television contracts to prove it. But at the same time, like at some point, and I don't I honestly don't understand how these television networks haven't recognized it yet. WWE is not a live sports product, right? Like no, almost right. nobody the WWE live. It is very much a television, like you, it's a television show. It's not just a television show. Like you fast forward through this, a television show that you consume after the fact on a DVR or whatever is uh, like, you don't, at least you don't, you only fast forward through like a, a commercial. Like the WWE is like, it's, it's so much more similar to like a show you tape than a basketball game. Like I don't, I don't, I don't hate basketball games and go back and watch them. Sometimes I'll start like 30 minutes later and like not look at the score before it starts. But yeah, like, if you can, if like, you can avoid it. Right. But, but I'm not like all, unless, But you can avoid wrestling spoilers a whole hell of a lot easier than you can avoid game seven of the friggin' you know, NBA or Major League Baseball uh, yeah, but you know, championship. To me, it's... To me, it's not even spoilers. Like, maybe I'm wrong, but, like, I actually think more people probably consume wrestling now by reading the spoilers and then fast-forwarding to the parts that sound interesting rather than, like, going through every segment. Like, I think probably most people just, like, hear about a segment that was cool via a spoiler and then go watch that segment after, after the fact. Like, then are actually, like, don't care to go back to watch it at all. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's there's a lot of different ways angles that you could look at it, and there's uh, not a ton of ways to dig that they could get get out of the, the situation they find themselves in. And they would say, "Hey, look at us. We're blessed with money. We've got the most money we've ever had." And the last three weeks, we have not talked about um, we have not talked about the the two topics next leaving or being fired or quitting or whatever the hell happened and then the stocks you know getting destroyed and, uh, that day and the next day uh, it's not a big story it hasn't been a big story I don't WWE and their corporate shit they they are lucky that people look at them the way they do and not the way Vince McMahon wishes they always you know mainstream always had 
Right. I mean, their stock is down 50% over the last year, right? Like, they're getting hit. Well, now. it's down 50% the last two, three weeks, months since, uh, since Darius yeah, and I think they're, I think Washington. Down something like, I forget her name. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, I don't know. I don't know what they do because I think that they've they've positioned themselves as this like live sports organization. They're trying to take advantage and rightfully so of, and they've smartly done this to be like the television landscape has changed. There's very few things people watch live, and they've tried to position themselves as something people watch live. They're they're like you know. But at some point, it's like if their ratings decline enough, it's like, man, like what? Fox would probably rather just pay someone to get the rights to Friends or something and throw that on on Friday nights. Probably get just as many people to watch that, you know? And that's a hell of a lot cheaper. So, like, it's like they, they're in a danger zone a little bit here because they're not proving to be what they say they are. And, like... I don't know. There's, but at the same time, NXT is a good example of like the ratings are not, are actually surprisingly not that great because I think it's more of like a niche product. But at least it's like a quality television show. That's what's infuriating. It's just that they're capable yeah. of doing this. Like they're yeah, totally capable things, of doing good television. I don't understand. Uh, they have the name recognition. People know who they are. People know what they're on. A, they're on USA. There's really no reason beyond there's no John Cena or you know Undertaker or whatever that that show shouldn't be. It just shows you how powerful Raw and even SmackDown. Like SmackDown's still doing you know, a million and a half viewers. Like what the fuck? Right. And NXT can't get SmackDown. above. Seven hundred fifty thousand, eight hundred thousand. Well, I think NXT will be. I think NXT will be a slower build, but I, I also think it's a it's a good example of just like their their core audience, their hardcore audience, like isn't as big as they think it is, right? Like that's why right. they're in a little bit of a right. Like, they've got right. You see what the hardcore audience is in the NXT audience. I think that's the hardcore audience. I think that core, so, you know, three quarters yeah. of a million people are, you know, will, are uh, are the hardcores. Or people would say, well, they're not so hardcore that they're watching a bad Raw or bad SmackDown product. Um, you know, not everybody, you know, some people are like me or like you that watch 10 minutes of Raw and I just came back to watching Raw. I still haven't watched SmackDown in forever. And I watch NXT faithfully every week. Um there's got to be people like that, but not enough, you know, that that, that right. makes the NXT numbers, you know, any kind of competitive during the week. They're always a and, number three in as far as the brand. Right. And they've looked, they've, they've done a bad, they're like, it's, it's obvious why, right? This isn't like, it's not like this takes like mm-hmm. Einstein level analysis, right? Like look at their, look at their, look at what they do to some of their guys. Like, look at, like, the Street Profits, right? Like, the Street Profits were, like, charismatic, really good tag team, and, like, that could talk, and were getting over, and, like, I can't watch those guys on my television now. Like, now I can't watch those guys on my television now, and that has nothing to do with the Street Profits. 
Like, what are the Street Profits supposed to do? This is their job. There's really no other game in town. They're going to tell Vince to F himself? No. They're going to read the script, and it makes them look like idiots. Like, not just idiots. It makes them, like, it's like go away. It's like they went from being these, like, guys who, like, should, especially Montez Ford, like, that guy should be a star. Like, how do you blow? There's so many. How do you? Blow you can run down the list, time. How do you blow? How do you blow? Ba- how do you fuck up Bailey? How do you not make a million dollars off of Bailey every month just because you know? And that stretch between you know 16 and 18. Nakamura, like, yeah. it's just like the list goes on, and it's like, yeah. what's the point? It's like it's just kind of like, and and I think it's like discouraging. Like even as like a you know, like, I think, I think they have more fans that, like, and you can tell by the crowds and, like, the, like, like the uh, WrestleMania crowds. I think, like, more people watch wrestling to hate it now than to like it. <laughs> like, or out of obligation. Like, out of habit and obligation. And just so, or just so they could have something to, like, well, I can't complain about it if I don't watch it, which is why I don't complain about AEW anymore. It's like, well, I, I complained, so I stopped watching. Now I can't complain from the sidelines because I got, I, I'm not even watching. So shit might be actually good. And I'm, you know, I wouldn't know. Cause of, so it's, yeah, I think some people are out of obligation, but out of obligation so they could you know, talk about how, but, did you see that dog food? But, 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 what a bunch of, you know, they couldn't do that if they weren't watching Still in the community, like, whether you I love can't... something or hate something, you're still in the community. You're getting together, like gathering on Twitter, gathering in your various wrestling But I think people are justified in hating it. You don't hear a lot of hate put on NX, NXT. And it's not because, like, there's NXT right. fanboys. It's just because NXT is pretty good. Like, there's not much you can say negative about it. Like, yeah, they make the wrong decisions sometimes. Yeah, like, sometimes the shows are not well, good. Well, like, Go on Twitter, like, and people just, think, you know, you know, it's, it's yeah, you know, like anything yeah, else on Twitter, it's alive. Well, no, no, Twitter's not real life. I, I get it, and everything. Twitter's like, I would love to see, like, a verbal version of Twitter and, like, just see all these people actually say some of these things. Like, Twitter, people well, write things. People, well, I mean, I mean well, if you could say verbal stuff but still not get punched in the face, they, they might. But it's different. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different. Even, even, yeah. <laughs> you just want to see people go out and. All right, guys. Uh, All right, cool, anyway, Tom. Good talk. Well, thanks, thanks for letting me rant for a bit. Appreciate it. Maybe he had a tunnel coming up. Yeah, I mean, Tom expressed, you know, frustrations that I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of people have. Uh, I, I love hearing that, though. Like, I love, I've been tuned out for a while. But when I do watch, here are the things I take away. Like, mm. I like intelligent conversation about those type of things that aren't rooted in, well, I used to like. I like that. So thank you, Tom. Yeah, there was none of that. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Tom wasn't talking about back in my day. <laughs> I don't think that shit was fly. Hey, Travis, really quickly, um, anyway. even though we've said it before, it seems to be – a more popular conversation than ever. Can we talk about how 95% of the Attitude Era was ass? Oh, sure. Okay, that's the whole conversation. Now, let's talk about how they are big capping 
big capping on that ruthless aggression documentary. My God. It is lying. They what are some of the biggest lies? Um, that the reason that they changed the name from WWF to WWE was because they really wanted to just change the tone of the company going forward. And what? They thought that if they needed a Why fresh would they feeling, lie about something so fucking demonstratively false? Like, about nobody that fuck. lived through that, like, watches that and goes, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like they're like, no, you got taken down by a panda. It, it was a fucking joke. It's a meme. Like, what are you talking about? Because you wanted to take away. That's such a fucking unnecessary lie that makes people that makes people go, oh, well, if they're gonna lie to me about something that I can literally that I lived through, or that if I'm 15 and might not be so sure, I certainly can fucking type it into my goddamn phone <laughs> and see that they're bullshitting me. Wow. Yeah. That's that's the big one so far. Um, The reason that WCW guys didn't work in a WWE ring is because they didn't have the in-ring experience, and what they and they and they didn't have all those guys. Yeah, and then they show Sandiac, who they spent years, who spent years under that umbrella and came back. So like this, this just isn't true. There's but they also shoot and had them talk yeah, about Yeah, but, but it was know, also that they weren't seasoned, and it was like, I mean, they've been on WWE TV. They cut right to the practice spot where they were fucking up the, like, Irish whip from the corner? Yeah. Like this basic, but it's video, also, but they also year one WCW. Like, that was a yeah. bad moment in a practice. Okay. I mean, two veterans also went on the main event TV and fucking had a horrible botch-filled yeah. So to put that all, just to put that all on the young guys. <laughs> it's like, well, here were two seasoned guys who were supposedly well, no. made hey, stars. Hey, Bagwell, that was definitely ass. Like, I, I won't yeah. argue there. That was ass. Um, and that's, and I feel like, and I don't know how much they had them do I don't know how much wrestling Booker T and Buff Bagwell did between the last Nitro and that night. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. I know Booker T. I mean, they looked wrong. good, so they certainly kept in the gym. They were in so shape, that absolutely. That wasn't the issue, but yeah, uh, yeah. But they were coming from a they were coming from a country, a company, and a culture that that not only didn't punish, but certainly tacitly encouraged laziness. Um, yeah. So. So Can I tell you my, my favorite part of the documentary yeah. so far? That okay, so they're they're doing like a whole episode on John Cena, right? And they're talking about how, you know, they gave him the rock, not the rock, like the rock, but like the ball, and it didn't work. And he was he was told he was going to be cut. And then Rikishi and Rey Mysterio freestyle, and he jumps in. And is you know a, a rap savant all of a sudden, right? Fine, all well and good, right? I, I don't I don't know enough about the story to dispute any of that. John Cena says, "Well, when they finally decided to go with the rapping gimmick, I would go to creative and tell them this is what I'm going to say, and they would all just say okay because nobody in that room was qualified to tell me what I was doing was wrong." And I was like, "Well." All that, all those rants Cameron goes on about needing black people in management are confirmed. 
all those wrecks who? Wasn't like, wait, wait, I missed that line. He was trying to say, but it was just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah that, that's the case. But your white guys in the room can't correct you on rap. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. I like being right about stuff. Makes me happy. Um, yeah, so f- what I saw, I didn't, uh, there wasn't anything that made me, and I think I only saw the, the first little bit, first 15, 20 minutes of, the, of part one. Uh, so nothing really jumped out. And to me, I certainly didn't hear that WWE, WWF fucking bullshit that they're trying to peddle. What a bunch of garbage. No, Why would you say yeah. that? Oh, just quickly, you know something that they can't explore that I would love to hear an hour on? They, they hmm. touched on it for a second, but, man, I, I, I'm sure there are just so many conversations that are so good about how John Cena supplanted Kurt Angle. And it was very hard for Kurt Angle to come to terms with this guy being the guy when he was the guy. I well, love it wasn't that he supplanted him. Remember the booking of it. They had John Cena, who at the time hadn't carried Kali to a passable to good main event. It was a guy who was obviously not a very good, he was a mediocre wrestler at best. And when you put him in there with Kurt Angle, it was just, and they they had him beat Kurt over and over again, decisively. A fucking that, that, yep. that, you know. So it was a little more to it than just oh, he supplanted him in popularity. Like, well, well no, I mean, because he wasn't very fucking popular, and he, and one of the reasons was if 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 you could go back to one reason Cena was got the heat he did when he started to get it was that Kurt Angle extended Kurt Angle feud. Mm-hmm. Well, but again, like it wasn't, and I want to make sure I'm, I'm framing this right. You're not wrong with what you're saying about the why, but mm-hmm. it wasn't Michael Rappaport's bitch ass saying that Kurt Angle was supplanted by John Cena. It was Kurt Angle on the documentary saying it was hard for me to deal with. Like that's what yeah, I want to yeah. hear. You know what I mean? Like that. I want an hour with him, not having to worry about money. Talking about that, I love. As a matter of fact. I don't want 2020 Kurt Angle talking about it. I want 2006. Oh, you know well. what I mean? Like, I want <laughs> you want that backstage, backstage footage. Uh, yeah. yeah, just just but, talking but to me is, for an hour about it. Was, that that was like my big moment just to hear him because I mean Kurt Angle had every reason to think as highly of himself as he ever could. You know, um, yeah. gosh, I'd love that conversation, man. Wow. But then with 15 years and even. You didn't even need 15 years of hindsight to, to come to this conclusion. If you had any kind of, you know, thinking ability back then, it should have been obvious. If you're WWE and and you have Kurt Angle, who's, you know, who by 06 was gone, was out of the company, and this was, yeah. was the time. Like, they knew what they had on their hands. That's why they had yeah. Cena. Beating the guy you're all over. Ten years get, after getting, the Olympics, you're getting whatever they could out of wrestling them. hard. <laughs> like While they going. could, yeah. and they knew what kind of shit he was into and how 
you know, I mean, firsthand, yeah. the absolute, you don't go from, you know, it's not like when, 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 the, when he was in TNA and they were like, oh, yeah, cops came to his door and he had a mouthful of pills that he was trying. Like, it's not like WWE people were like, what? This is yeah, shocking behavior. No, so again, with a little hindsight, you go, well, you go with the young guy who doesn't give, especially now, knowing who Cena is, like, young guy, built like a brick shit house, seemingly indestructible, uh, certainly, you know, 05 Cena, uh, you know, hadn't suffered any real injuries up to that point, seemingly indestructible, substance-free as far as, like, uh, a hard drug being an addict of anything. And willing to do the things drug wise to keep that look up, um, you really go. He eh. doesn't want to have a family. Don't get loves to live on the fucking road, and isn't affected affected negatively by it in the ways that Kurt Angle are. You go well, you know. Yeah, supplant, supplant, supplant. <laughs> I didn't realize how big of a dweeb yeah. he was. Like Who's I, that? Cena? John Cena. Like I knew he was a dweeb. I didn't realize how big of a dweeb he was. Like, watching that OVW footage, I'm like, oh, my God. This is, I didn't know. I thought he was just a guy. Watching that OVW, um, did you see that man's arms in that OVW footage? Oh, I was, I was watching it with somebody, and I was like, right. you see how big John Cena is? <laughs> like, how? Did you see how big how? he is? How? <laughs> I'm not a guy. I, I, I'm just one eye famous, famously. But I definitely didn't notice Batista got some of his, his 14 run. I was just, oh, you got some. I didn't notice. It's not a thing that I, I noticed. Guys, muscles, musculature particularly. But God damn, oh, God. Cena in, at, in 2001. Look at Randy Orton back then. Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah. They, they put them, they put Cena, Lesnar, and Orton back to back with their arms up posing like, yeah, we just, I just won a match or I'm about to start a match and, you yeah. know, Randy Orton and they throw both their arms up and just looking at that, that, that shot from of that bicep and tricep meet under shot. Like these guys are just, you know, prime testosterone pumping, you know, uh, uh, a yeah. prime of their physical lives at 20 goddamn two years yeah, old. They were monsters. Um, yeah, it, it was like, you know, Randy Orton failed a couple of wellness tests, and like, I bet he did. Like Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, he was—he's significantly smaller in when he gets there, and he's wearing the blue trunks and all that before he gets hurt. Um, but then, like, you know, his body changed so many times over the years. Like he was coming out every week looking like a different guy, and I'm like, yeah, he's finding finding the right combination of what you need was probably really, really tough. But yeah, his those those guys OVW bodies are stupid. They're cartoons. Like, man. Now before before we go to uh, got Brian and um, Phoenix on the line, and we'll read an email. Um, two things. Uh, loosely, well, one definitely about AEW, then one loosely. Um, uh, Austin Aries and DDP spotted at the arena uh, where AEW is tonight. And also, uh, AEW not signing, missing out on signing, uh, is it Chris Bay? Then I wasn't going to go full Brad Shepard. But this is a great time to tell that story really quickly, listeners. Okay. So um, I was contacted by Euphoria Wrestling to do some stuff 
um, promo-wise, interview-wise, and then go to their show. It's a new uh, a new company out of San Antonio that just ran their uh, their first show on Sunday night. And you know, I get to the show, and I've already um, you know, as soon as I get there, I see my man AJ Gray, and we're hanging out and joking around, and I'm kind of standing off where the wrestlers are watching the matches when they're not in the matches, right? So uh, Chris Bay comes by, and I'm like, hey, man, um, you know, good match, this and that. You know, um, we had talked before the show a few weeks ago about Lincoln to do an interview. And so we're there, we're chopping it up, and I say, look, um, I know, you know, everybody knows that you've been courted. Um, I don't want to do anything to mess up anything you got going, so before we sit down and talk, you know, I'm definitely going to ask you what you don't want to talk about or what we can't say because, you know, I don't want to mess that up. I was like, but I know with the talk ramping up the way it is that, you know, it's not going to be a whole lot of time. So, you know, when do you think you'll have time? Because I want to get you before you sign so that we can really talk. You know what he looked at me and said, Travis? Mm. He said, he said it's got to be this week if you're going to do it. And he was not lying. So. Mm. So yeah, this is Sunday night I'm talking to him. And Tuesday night he signed. Um and, and So did you I get anything on West? Hell no. We didn't even have time. Uh, <laughs> By the time he got yeah. he was on the phone, yeah, he phone and record that yeah. goddamn conversation. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> man. But he, um and then shout out to AJ Gray. I got a great video of AJ reacting to the cheeseburger uh Nick Gage match and he is he was so excited to be watching what those guys were doing. I love wrestlers who are a fan of wrestling, but that's a sidebar. So, uh, so yeah, so Chris Bay signed. But here's the thing, though. This is the day after, or matter of fact, the same day that Cody's on the conference call fawning over the kid, right? Um, and he signs with Impact. So now I'm like, fuck, I got to watch Impact. I'm not happy about that. But um, so here's the thing about it, Travis. You tell me what it is. Was Cody playing his hand uh, too freely and Impact swooped in and did something? Or is this a thing between Cody and Chris where they were driving up the price of the brick? Because it's one of them. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I'm not qualified. Yeah, I'm not qualified. To you know, and yeah. I, I know. Like, Rich knows I, Chris yeah, way more than I do, right? He, he seems mm-hmm. like a really nice kid. He's a really humble kid, like really wanted to stand there and talk for a while. Um, yeah, so he seems like, like super down to earth with as good as he is. But yeah. like, I'm just thinking about it. What does, if AEW really wants you, what is Impact telling you to get you to sign with Impact? Other than maybe you're 24 and they offered you more money than you'd ever seen first. Well, I, sounds like a Chris Bay is, knows his worth and what you just, oh, there's a bag, and just grab the first bag, knowing that there's like a bag <laughs> to be grabbed if you just are your patient. So I don't know. If I had to guess between those two options you gave, it would be, um, it would be the first, because unless Cody said go, Go get your money there. Let's drive up. Let's let's do this. Let's drive up your price there, and then you go there. You can, and then I'll see you in two years, eighteen months, whatever. 
whatever impact contract is. And then I can talk to him into giving you uh, into giving you a real a real push and a real uh, you know real contract. Whatever. Yeah, like they don't. They have two hours a week on TV, right? They definitely have Dark, so I don't want to discredit Dark, but they don't have a mid-card title right now. And there's a, a decent log game at the top of the card. Um, and I don't, they don't seem like the type of company that's just going to bring in a brand-new person and shoot them to the top. You know what I mean? Like, like Wardlow's getting this look as MJF's heavy, not as a contemporary, you know? Um, so... And that's not me knocking the structure of AEW. I think that's just what it is. Whereas, ain't no reason he can't be Impact Champion in three weeks. Who? Chris Bay. Oh, oh, really? Oh, Impact Champion. I heard that wrong. No, no, no. Okay, okay, I got you. No, no, no. Uh, it, 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 it. The name's yeah. got me confused uh, a little bit. I just thought you meant he could come as the AEW Champion in three weeks, but that's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, ain't no reason he can't be Impact Champion in three weeks because. What the fuck, right? So, yeah, I just hope. Hopefully, that's what happened. That he was like, "Yo, we're gonna, I'm gonna publicly court you," um, and then, and then, yeah, because yeah, right. I, yeah, I think Cody's good with his money. And when I say good with his money, I think that if I was a young wrestler, because um, I think about what Cody did on the Indies, if I was a young wrestler and I had Cody Rhodes' phone number, that might be who I reach out to when people start coming at me with deals. You know what I mean? Like, what does this look like? You know, is this something yeah. I would do? And Cody could have been like, yo, uh, I'm going to talk you up. I'm going to publicly say your name on a bunch of stuff, tell people how much they need you, and we're going to get you, you know, what you deserve for now. And then, yeah, you know, come back, uh, you know, like you said, 18 months from now. Put on 10, 15 pounds. You know, have people's name in your mouth, and, and let's do this. Like, it could very well be that, yeah. which would be dope. Yeah, I, I hope it's that over. Over he he chose Impact because there's he got a, you know gut feeling like hey, I don't know about AEW or I don't know about Cody. I hope it's uh, I hope people I hope young wrestlers aren't looking at AEW as a. I mean, how could you look at AEW as any, uh, over over Impact? It's got to be something more than than yeah. And we'll see. Um, real quick, let me. Uh, Read an email from Jabron. He chimes in from Vegas. Uh, what up, fellas? Two questions for y'all this week. How soon do you believe we'll see Killer Cross? I'm guessing they'll. I'm guessing they will let him keep his name. Um. Whoa. I your Chris Cross shows up. <laughs> when the Daddy Mac Chris Cross shows up. <laughs> no, yeah, you're. You, you can assume that all you want, Jabron, but uh, I would. Yeah. Just because that's just not like, a WWE type name, not even not more, it's, and it's just not giving them all the, you know, criticism I, that I have over the years with renaming folks, renaming Killer Cross isn't the worst thing that they could do. It's not a great I think, name. Would you say both of them after Mania, Travis? Like a Killer Cross and a Tim Thatcher after Mania? Just sounds like you know, just looking at it being February. Um, yeah, maybe yeah, even. It just seems like. Yeah, I know NXT has a you know another hour in TV and all that, but I don't I don't see them changing how they uh, bring people in. 
you know, they they might get that they might do that thing where they get that initial run where he's Killer Cross and Les Thatcher on on TV and they get a win or a loss or whatever and then they go away and we see him repackaged as fucking Gus Samuelson six months later or whatever the fuck. I think they did the same thing with uh, Punishment Martinez came in as Punishment Martinez got a win or lost to somebody big. Left came back as a whole new uh, what a gimmick and a name and the. Yeah, they wouldn't even name that man Punishment. They're not going to name nobody Killer. Killer, yeah. yeah. Even though Killer's better to name than Punishment. Whoa, Seth man. don't even do a curb stomp. He doesn't stomp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how great is question two? How great of a chance will you give? Will you all give Charlotte winning the title at WrestleMania? If she wins the title, how do you all think she'll She'll help. Do you think she'll hurt or help uh, NXT? Thanks. I'll be listening. I, I'd give it 51%. I'm just not sure which way. Mm-hmm. All right. Like, I hope they do the, do the right thing and solidify Rhea Ripley as a real bona fide star and have her beat Charlotte at WrestleMania and retain. And then she could. And Charlotte goes right back to Raw's nightgown. Yeah. And then have Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. And and let that be a story that they tell on Raw or SmackDown with her first feud coming out of that. Like you couldn't even go down mm-hmm. and get it done in the blah blah blah. And you know maybe Bailey says the wrong thing. Maybe say Bailey retains at WrestleMania and says the wrong fucking thing to Charlotte. <laughs> and then you know we've got a reason to have Charlotte and Bailey. You know had extreme rules or whatever the hell. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I hope I hope Rhea wins. Um, it doesn't have, like just imagine if Charlotte wins and she's the NXT champion. She's on NXT every week. Is that their idea of how to you know get people watching NXT more? I could see some logic in that, but also just thinking long term. You know. Oh, and yeah. really quick, um, as good as NXT as Takeover was. Take a half hour off that bitch and it's perfect. Like, okay, we didn't talk uh, real quick because we got Brian and then yeah, so we're up against the hour. But the the book those the five five six matches six matches mm-hmm. and it was bookended by to me some bullshit in in different ways and listen. I am. I don't want to see another Keith Lee Dijak fucking match because every time they just like, okay, how can we fucking all, do all something peppers? It's all we shouldn't be doing. How how can we? You know, they're just flying all over the place. You got a near yeah. seven footer doing corkscrews off the top rope. You got a three hundred pound guy doing a damn single man Spanish fly. Whatever. It's, like, it's a lot. On. So what does it mean when? Ben Balor and Gargano go out there and do some shit and do some high mm-hmm. spots. Nothing! Because fuck those little pit squeaks that Keith Lee and, and goddamn Dijakovic can go out there, lawlessly go out there and just execute those same moves and make it look better because they're bigger. Or more impressive because they're bi- uh, bigger. It's just too much. And then that, and, and that's too much in one way. And that's just how they wrestle and the speed they wrestle. But that made event. My fucking God. Okay. No, wait, wait. So before you finish, before you finish, so you're telling me 
that yeah. you don't understand why somebody can take 45 shotgun blasts to the back of their neck and not get pinned, <laughs> but then a belt shot would keep them down? That, that, doesn't, that doesn't translate right. to you, Travis? That does not why, why is your mask no. so bad? No. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They had to, you needed one more last shot or something. Like, I mean, remember how we all com- com- complained about Super Cena? Now, it was, it was we, we can't be hypocrites. And not even because Ciampa is Super Ciampa, because it doesn't make sense. It's not like... In, in the context of that I, match, it did not make sense. No. Yeah. It's, you know, it's in the same vein of hitting a guy with a bunch of shit, and then all of a sudden you draw the line at the... Uh, at the at the sledgehammer on on the top of on the top of the shit, just the inverse of that kind of ridiculousness. It's just too much, and it just went like you said. You said shave a half hour off the whole show. Well, fifteen mm-hmm. minutes could have came out of this fucking match alone. You take you take ten off that. You take you know yeah ten more. Take fifteen uh, off that. 15 take fifteen off Balor off Balor Gargano, which I really like. Like I. Even though I think these matches are too long, the quality of them is not bad. They're just too damn long. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought the four matches in the middle were fucking flawlessly executed and uh-huh. booked, and I thought the middle of that show was great. I thought, and on a second viewing, I liked Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair even more. Um, yeah, that tag match, I didn't see it. I, had, I didn't see it. Oh no, I did, but I was it, it was on and I'm doing the show. Uh, but Rhea and and and. Bianca was on before we started, I think. I paid a little more attention to it. But that tag match in the moment, I thought was one of the best, better tag, the best, but one of the better tag matches I've seen in a long time. The drama yeah, again, like, I, I, I wish they did hot tags a little bit, bit better. Yeah, you never refuted this topic. Kyle O'Reilly, he don't miss. Kyle O'Reilly just does not miss. Every match he's in is good. Kyle O'Reilly. Um, Jumped off the ring apron, and I mean, with so much force, I got two or three steps, and then need um, uh, right Pete Dunn <laughs> in the fucking right in the side of the face. I was just like, how is his jaw not broken? Well, one yeah. because Kyle O'Reilly somehow I guess pulled his knee, and Pete Dunn knows how to take that and make it look good. Mm-hmm. And also, it makes me I don't hate Pete Dunn, so that I think that match, and in itself, makes that match. Uh, <laughs> you know, gives thanks, it a, thanks, a coin or a, a star. Stupid Bobby Fish thing. But yeah, that was, and then we get the turns at the end with, with Gargano, and it was just the fucking cherry on the goddamn over-the-top shit Sunday. Yeah. And, and yeah. So, okay. Hey, Ballard's a uh, positive game, though, still some type of way. He's, yeah, Ballard's up there. Man. Absolutely. And it may, certainly made uh, made me feel less sorry for fucking Johnny Gargano after he, you know, I was feeling yeah. kind of sympathetic. Oh, damn, you know, oh, it's a big match, and then it's a piece of shit at the end. But yep. uh, let's go out to, uh, to Phoenix and talk to Brian for a little bit. Uh, Brian, what's going on? What up? Maybe that's not Brian. Somebody in Phoenix is has fallen asleep. Well, that means we get to go to Durrell a little earlier. Down in Georgia. Durrell, what's going on? What up? What's going on, you guys? How y'all doing tonight? Doing all right. What's on your mind? Not too much, not too much up here clanging and banging, clanging and banging. Okay. <laughs> Listen to y'all conversation, man. I can yeah. agree. A lot of them um, stuff, especially on TakeOver, could have been cut down a little bit. 
I don't mind the big guys flying, unlike you, Travis. You know, it's just like if you look at heavyweights and welterweights and stuff like that, why would you want to see uh, somebody like Pacquiao knock somebody out where you got the um, uh, bronze bomber out here knocking people out? You know what I'm saying? A knockout is a knockout. Certain people are better skilled at it, you know. You got the big man. Yeah. And you figure that he can knock you out. You know what I'm saying? You got the little guy who's skilled at it. So theirs look like when Finn go off and do something, they look beautiful. But when Keith Lee hit it, it's a little rough and rugged. So you give him that. You know he can't be hitting it 20 times a match like you see the little guys do. I wouldn't want to see him hitting it 20 20 hood coronas in one match. Uh, you know, only have a young type of style, man. He should not be able to jump that damn high up onto that man's shoulders like that. That's ridiculous. He's so talented. I, I mean, yeah, it's just a matter of, of, of I guess, just psychology. That I just don't think I, – I, there's – everybody shouldn't go out. Every match on a car shouldn't be because what the fuck is the main event? Like, what do they have to do in the main event? A goddamn opening match with 300-pound guys slipping off the goddamn top rope. So more than yep. just, well, big guys shouldn't do that. That's a matter of personal taste. I don't care if it's two small guys in the opening match flying around doing all that kind of shit. It's just like... Hey, yeah, I this is the opener. Saying. Like, where do we where do we go from here? So that's just a, a cycle. Out, you know, it's just how things are put together. But I like how it's structured. Yeah. With them, and then you add on top of that, that you said that you was know, in the inside. They they structured it and slowed and slowed the whole pace of the showdown. I like how the show was paced. That's my whole thing because yeah, you got that Keith Lee match, but they slowed it down with you with the next one. You know, well, that, the they, slowed, was they the slowed it down fight, right? with the street fight. Yeah. yeah. They slowed it down with that, and then they speeded that back up at the end. And then when you got with uh, Finn, he slowed it down even more because, you know, they started all technical. And um, then they they came out high impact. Then you had the excitement with Rhea Ripley them coming out and stuff like that. Then you have um, the most interesting man in the tag team, Kyle O'Reilly, and in that crew, you had the weirdness in that and how they started out with stuff. So I just like how it was paced. And that last match, I understand what y'all saying. That was crazy. But, you know, they set their stuff up for that when they gave up one of their big matches to uh, WrestleMania. So they was in a uh, predicament where they had to come up with a second main event. Yeah, because it's one less match they're going to have on TakeOver. And so maybe you get another grudge match with a Velveteen Strong. Maybe you get Ballard Strong. Um, yeah, maybe you get some type of ladder match for the tag titles. Yeah, these things are going to make sense, man. And I heard y'all were talking about that Chris Bay thing earlier, too. The reason why mm-hmm. he go to uh, Impact is because somebody never even contacted him, and he had to do a deep dive and finish his deep dive before he could um, <laughs> even speak to him or talk to him about maybe <laughs> we looking at you. So, ain't no 
man, take that deal. Well, real quick. You can't tell so, nobody to take no deal. So Doc Bruce on, on uh, hit me on Twitter and said, uh, yeah. Bay was at the tapings for Impact a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it happened then and they were waiting for the episode to air. Well, we know it wasn't sure. Cody hyping him up to get him some interest because he had already probably had the interest because, again, he never spoke to him. He was doing a deep dive. Right. But it's one I wanted, thing did that he do you, a deep dive on. It, I'm sure you could show up on somebody's TV and not have a contract. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he can show up, do the taping, and then he's still he, – and then they're still working out. What are we going to pay this guy? And in the meantime, Cody can drive that price up in, in some major, in some major significant way. So, again, yep. you just have to kind of speculate, you know. Yeah. I'm not sure if that will ever come oh. out, like, one way or the other. not even sure if it should. I'm not even sure if Cody should ever confirm. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely looked out for my young boy over there. Because uh, you know, I fucks with him and I'm trying to get him paid. Like, I don't think that's something that you need to publicly address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Waiting to see what happened tonight with both shows and how do uh, NHT come out after um, the pay per view? Do they ratings go up? Do it is. But my whole thing with both of the guys and the ratings, somebody have to get over a million. And have to draw over a million in the consistent week. You got one yeah, show think, hovering around seven Yeah, that long time ago. Not for when they first came out. Not in a while. They track record has been, you know, they get that big number and then they go down every week. And they have one, maybe spurt one week, but then do back to continue. Going back down, and the other show can't never get past seven seventy. So, well, interesting. Tonight will be uh, as like December eighteenth, the Rhea Ripley show, basically. Uh, December eighteenth show that was a big, big show for both uh, for both the companies. Tonight will be another one of those. One at a time, yo. One at a time. Mm. So. All, All right, man. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Yeah. Good talking to you. Uh, yeah, appreciate yeah. everybody calling in, uh, 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 texting or tweeting, and, and emailing, calling. Thanks, Cam, for your uh, co-hostingship and your energy. And uh, yes, I'll see you Saturday. Saturday, uh, South Congress, mm-hmm. episode 100 live. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, until next week, uh, free folks, uh, the ride is over. VIP folks, click over. Rich and I will be by for another hour or so of content. Until next time, I'm Travis. That was Cam. And we are out.